Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hey everybody, it's Dave here, and we're inside two minutes, and I'm going to hit the rolling as the guys go. We're inside two minutes. Win or lose, join us on Climbing the Pockets, the final score. And we're here, back again. Let me bring everybody in. We have Jason. Jonas and Flip joining us today, and I did not want to do that. I just zapped out Flip. Anyways, what a great game, guys, right? <laughs> Talk about garbage. There he oh, is. Oh, man. The, the legend. There Flip he is. Bossy. Flip in there with the with the good lighting today. Uh-huh. You love to see it. <laughs> I do what I can. Oh man! Right. Hey, can I just catch up with Flip? Like Flip, how you been, man? It's been a minute since we uh, since we chatted. Things okay? I've been good, man. Been hey, been living yeah. the life. And we just doing, doing the post game show. Ozzy week. I don't know. I don't know where you've been. It's true. It's true. I have not been here nearly enough. Uh, yeah, this game. <laughs> I picked a good one to come back, right? <laughs> Shit. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yes. you did. Bad. And the oh, extra point is good. It's now forty-one to seventeen. Green Bay. So I am not right where we want the game. Twenty-one Thank you for seconds the update, left. Dave. This is the third blowout. So no matter what, it looks like the Vikings will have three double-digit losses to NFC playoff competition this year. We lost to the Eagles 24-7, one seed no longer in play. We lost to the Cowboys 40-3. to And now, whether it's the Detroit Lions or the Green Bay Packers, we have a double-digit loss to both of those teams as well. So, you know, a lot has been a lot has been said about the Vikings. The F word has been thrown around, but you can't continue to do this cardiac Vikings approach in every game you play they show up to the field it's to the point where they're like oh it doesn't matter what we do in the first half of course it matters how the first half goes and the blocked punt was the only positive play we got the ball at the one yard line did absolutely nothing with it our backup center has been a backup center for over a month now and the dude doesn't even know how to snap a football. And Greg Joseph 
was atrocious this game as well. Nothing about this team says that they can go on the road in the playoffs against teams that they've already gotten blown out against and produce oh, anything wow. of some type of a deep playoff run. Robbie Gold just missed the, the field goal to uh, give the 49ers the win. So I guess it looks like the two seed is uh, still, still in play. play. Pulling, pulling silver overtime. lining where we can out of this, uh, <laughs> out of this week. Um, so, uh, why are we obsessed with the two seed? We need to stop being obsessed with the two seed. We have all this talk about how we don't think the Vikings can go on the road to San Francisco and then on the road to Philadelphia, the the idea that, that, that the NFC playoffs is just going to be chalk is something I refuse to believe. The idea that San Francisco with a backup quarterback won't lose their first round game, something I'm not going to, not, not I, I just don't care for. Let San Francisco win their game against Detroit or Green Bay. Rest your starters. Get this team healthy for the playoffs. That is more important than trying to protect this dumbass two seed. Uh, but we do like playing at home, and there's we are a much better team at home. home. But we will be playing at home anyways. There's a chance we'll be playing that game at home anyways. That's what I'm saying. Oh, if I don't think that after this performance, there's any way. I don't, I don't know that O'Connell coming off this performance has has the testicular fortitude to, to to bench everybody for next week. I don't know if that's going down. I don't. I can't say I disagree with you either, Flip. And um, yeah, this is one of those games. Like I, I pulled a miles this week, and like I wasn't on Twitter at all throughout this entire game. Just kind of watched it by myself in sadness at the crib. Um. I can't say that this game like exposes the Vikings in any way because this is how the Vikings have kind of shown up in a lot of games. Like the the announcers, like our like our fan base probably won't like hearing it, but the announcers were being as nice as they could in saying that like a lot of things have gone our way this year, and I don't think that's anything we need to be ashamed of. Like we weren't a good team last year, it's why we have a whole new you know coaching staff, new front office. Like we're playing with house money at this point. The team's overachieved. Like that's fair to say. We've overachieved. So just because we have 12 wins, it doesn't mean that all of a sudden, like, we're like the Mahomes-led Chiefs. We are an okay team that is played above the level of talent on the team that in certain matchups can be exposed when we get into those matchups. And especially if we play teams with stout, you know, defensive fronts, like, it tends to just not... Yeah, it tends to not go away because we're not there yet. We are not an elite-level team we're a good team and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And like not elite teams sometimes have games like this. It sucks that it's against the Packers. Twitter is going to be an absolute bloodbath. The Facebook comments are going to be crazy all week, but like at the end of the day, like we're still in the driver's seat. We're going to be in the playoffs. We have a chance to make a run. The team has just got to remember how to play ball the not the way that got them here, because we need to tighten up. We can't just like forget yeah. that we play football for three quarters and then hope that the fourth quarter is going to bring us back. Because against good teams, the game is yeah. going to be out of hand by the time we get to the fourth quarter. We got to tighten up. We got to play well for a full four quarters. And um, we got to hope that more teams don't see the tape, because this is not the first time a team has said, like, hey, we're going to get super physical with Justin Jefferson at the line of scrimmage and give that person help over the top. 
and have it be a successful strategy against the Vikings. So, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But at the end of the day, like big picture, we're still playing with house money. This sucks because it's the Packers. Um, but yeah, there's not much else to like really say or take away from this game other than we got the shit kicked out of us uh, by a division rival, by by the division rival. <laughs> Jonas, your thoughts. I mean, um, I think I've heard a lot of guys uh, who said just burn the tape and never watch it, watch it again. And I think that's just the mindset that gets you in this situation because uh, this is not the first time this has happened. Uh, this is not the first time the Vikings have been exposed like that. And um, at some point, we just have to have to find ways to at least not let these games uh, be this pathetic and this embarrassing all over again. Because every time the Vikings implode, they they just hit rock bottom. And at some point, you have to be able to, uh, to stay competitive even against teams like that. And... You cannot just uh, you cannot just do stuff like this multiple times this year and not think that there's an issue. And to be honest, I'm kind of rooting for the 49ers right now because I really hope the Vikings are resting their starters in the la- in the last game because we've seen the surface today, which already was bad, and damn, the surface on Soldier Field is way worse. So I don't want to see any starter next week because this field is a non-contact injury waiting to happen to, like, I don't know how many important guys. I don't want to see them out there next week. And I also kind of hope for the third seed because I think getting the Giants in the first round is way better for the Vikings than getting uh, the Packers or the Lions in the first round because, damn, if the Vikings lose in the first round against one of the division rivals, no matter who it's going to be, this offseason is going to be insufferable. <laughs> I mean, the offseason is going to be the Lions, insufferable. What? <laughs> a, a first round the Lions, what, are there three fans going to be like loud on the internet? Like, I don't know. If we learn about <laughs> the Lions, it's like, it sucks, but like, it just, it's, it just can't be losing to Danny Jones is going to be is going to be better. <laughs> uh, Danny again, Dimes. The, the the fact that we have to root for the 49ers in order to rest our starters tells me everything we need to know about just like where did the self awareness go with this team? We are not healthy. People are saying in the comments are saying that I can't believe a talented team like this laid an egg. The Vikings are not very talented they have always been skinny on depth this year they need to rest the starters i said it before this game i'm gonna say it after this game i said it before the giants game they need to be healthy for the playoffs so everybody who you think is going to contribute should be on the bench because the two seeds simply does not matter it is not that important it does not erase your ability to play two home games in the playoffs well it does if 
the Raider, uh, sorry, or, the Niners the just got a pick and run it down to yeah, the, yeah, the Forty Niners. You're betting that the Forty ers who are struggling against the Raiders right now, will be able to beat the seven seed, whether it's the Packers or the Lions. And I'm saying I would take that bet and make sure my own team is healthy, then try to ensure that we get the two seed just to go against the Packers or Lions ourselves with a non-healthy football team. It is not even close for me. Rest your starters. Get the three seed. We're fine with it. Speaking of injuries, today we had Brian O'Neill go out with a calf injury, which to me reeks of a high ankle sprain. Then you had Schlotman go out with an ankle injury. He could not put weight on it. That sounds bad, too. And at the end, Brian Asamoah went out with a knee injury of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like Flip said, and I think I can't remember which one of the commenters it was, like talk about the offensive line injuries. That's why they lost the game. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a huge factor in why they lost the game. Like you, Like the Vikings – especially across the offensive line, don't have that kind of depth. Um, but to, to Flip's point, like there really is no place on the Vikings roster that we have that kind of depth. We were always kind of a thin roster coming into the season and have had pretty good injury luck for the majority of the season. And I think with things starting to get uh, deep in the season, players being a bit more banged up than we've seen throughout the season, like the prudent thing for us to do here is, yeah, rest people, be healthy, don't burn the tape. Go watch the tape and figure out how all of what happened today happened and be prepared because there's a very realistic possibility that we face either of the division teams. And to be frank, like the, the Lions, they gave us all we could handle in both games. And the Packers playing the way that they played in this game, like that's a tough game. So like spend those weeks game planning, figuring out what's up because – of course, who we're going to see in the playoffs is going to be watching this. They're going to try to figure out how they can do some of what was done to us today. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, I guess this happens. Like, sometimes you get your ass kicked in this league. But also, if we rewind to the offseason, like, none of us thought we were going to be where we are right now with the Vikings being able to coast into the playoffs. And so I think perspective is what keeps me from, like, like I'm pissed off. Like, I'm sad about the way the game went today. But, like, we're going to the playoffs, which is not where I thought we were going to be before the season started. So, like, yeah. <laughs> we are now the number three seed. San Francisco just won. They did. I I actually have to disagree with one thing because uh, I don't think the Packers played very well today. The Vikings just played so god-awful that it, it, was, it was a gimme for the Packers today because uh, the Vikings just did everything in their power to uh, to make this a blowout. The Packers on the defense. The defense was fine. I have no problem with yeah. how the Vikings defense played Absolutely. today. Oh, I do. Uh, oh, I saw way too many times they were only rushing three and still getting burned on the back end. And then there was one play where they rushed three. Aaron rolled out to the right because they did get pressure. And two defenders moved up to get Aaron and left a wide receiver wide open behind him. Somebody dropped their coverage. And Aaron just blipped it up over the top. They got the first down. That was it. No, all I saw 
I was talking I with Miss Mary I, all I, game. Why I have they only no problem. Twenty twenty-seven points allowed on the road against Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, maybe maybe we can nitpick, but it was trash special teams and trash offense. Kirk Cousins not good today. That's why we lost this game. Yeah. The defense. Where's Adam Thielen? The, the defense. He was out there. Uh, no, no, after we found covered, covered. Look, going into this game, it was pretty simple for the offense. Number one, Kirk Cousins, you can't have that fucking grenade game that he just had. He always just shits the bed at least three to four times a year. Kirk Cousins shits the fucking bed, and he did today. <laughs> he was bad today, and the center going out, fine, you know, whatever you want to call it, but the fact, the, the way that Kirk Cousins, you can see him just start pissing his pants when he knows he has that center. He's still trying to do that hard count with a backup center. He's throwing interceptions. Some of them are tip balls. Some of them just have no prayer at all. Some of them were tip balls that had no prayer at all if the player hadn't tipped it. It was bad all around from Kirk Cousins today. Number two, the way you go against the Packers is you run the damn football. You have to get Dalvin Cook going in the first half, and none of that even came close to happening. They were terrible running the ball against a bad run defense today. And then number three, you know they're going to key on Justin Jefferson, so you use TJ Hawkinson to open up number 18 later on in the game. And TJ Hawkinson, again, was not getting open, couldn't hang on to some crucial passes, so the offense completely failed. Completely failed. Cousins was dog shit. Hawkinson dropped two, I think. There was two that he didn't catch. All day. Yeah, both both in the first half. Not like that is the opening game plan. Run the ball, get the ball to your tight end. Those are Green Bay's weaknesses, and they did not do that. You can't go into every game saying just throw it to 18 and 19. You've got to find the weaknesses Wait, and expose 19. them. 19? Who's that. 19? Yeah, Who's 19? I don't know who 19 He is. was out there. He even caught a pass. That man is out there getting exercise every week. Nine, we need to stop talking about 19. 19 has been replaced. Hawkinson is the number two. <laughs> Hawkinson is number two, but he was not a good number two. I would take the vintage days, like the fact that we've, we, we thought that TJ Hawkinson would come in and be the number two receiver. She just wasn't a very good one today. He Wait, had hold up, seven hold up, hold up, catches did, for 59 yards and 8.4. Did someone average. just come in here and, and, and try to blame the defense because of the number of points scored as if there weren't pick sixes and returns all up in this game? Like, come on. Uh, let's not, let's not do that. that. <laughs> let's not do that. I've been seeing I think it's not so the defense's guys. fault. Like, <laughs> the, defense, the defense was fine today. What was the halftime score? <laughs> well, and, 20, 21 to 3. 27. With the kicker 20, missing. Oh. 27 oh, 3. 27, with, 27. with two, with a pick six and a kick return for a touchdown. You're telling me without those miscues, maybe if Greg Joseph makes a field goal, it's a one score game at halftime with how the defense was, pro- was playing. They were not the problem. Call me short sighted for blaming Cousins. He was bad today. He'll tell you that himself. Well, the defense, where's their scores? Uh, 
They only gave up 315 yards today. That's better than the 400-plus they have been. All on the ground after the game was a blowout. It was was garbage time yardage. They gave the offense a chance to make plays. Let's look at the drive summary for the Vikings in the third quarter. Like, we could not even get our punter onto the field because it's interception, missed field goal, fumble, interception in a row. You cannot do that. That's in the second half. And you want to come here and say that the defense didn't even give us a chance? It's it's just false. It's, it's, Exe- it's really execute, remarkable. How- execute one drive. Kick one field goal in the third quarter. It's really, really remarkable how people on Twitter and it's all over Twitter can look at this game and the one guy they focus on their anger again is Ed Donatel. It's it's just remarkable how people it, just it, yeah. pick their scapegoat. Yeah, they, and they, then, they've got their scapegoat. They yeah. the Vikings defense does not have horses. Their first round pick is injured. Their second round pick is injured. Uh the just the the age of Zadarius Smith and Eric Kendricks and Harrison Smith and Patrick Peterson shows all over the field. Ed Donatel is squeezing all the juice out of this defense. They held Aaron Rodgers to 13 points in the first half, and you've got the side of the ball that we actually have expectations for playing like dog shit. Yeah, like did Aaron Rodgers have a hundred passing yards going into the third quarter? I don't think he did, did he? No. I don't think so. No. Um, no. Also, I think it's getting a bit tiring right now because I heard it again on the broadcast that they were saying, oh, the Vikings offense is going to be fine. I'm I'm like, when? When are they starting to be fine uh, outside of the fourth quarter? Because uh, the, the opening drive, the opening game scripts, and the fourth quarter have been the only times this offense actually performed. They have not played a complete game yet this season. And we are in, we are not in week five. We are in week 17. When is the offense starting to click for a complete game? When are they doing that? When are they going to be fine? It's like at some point we have to acknowledge that this is a wildly incons- inconsistent offense that just isn't able to deliver a good full game. And this has to be addressed this offseason. Yeah. Vinny says blame that on the coaching. I mean, you blame it on both. Like, it doesn't have to be binary. Like, we got out-coached and our players didn't play well. Cousins had two fumbles, recovered one, interceptions, like... There's enough blame to go around for everybody in this game. When you get your ass kicked the way that we got right now, everybody can take a bit of blame. But, like, trying to pin it all on Donatel is just dumb, given how much, like, yeah. Anyway, we've already been through that. Like, we, we, the team we, did not play we well today, but the game, defense was fine. Yeah. We came into this game saying, oh, we're not going to turn the ball over four times like Miami did. We can beat the Packers, and... We put the ball, we, we turned the ball over four times. So there it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vinny blames KOC. That's, okay. that's, 
We oh, do too. Oh, I got to say. It was <laughs> yeah. like, ask, question, time of possession. That's, that's Vikings had the ball 25 minutes and almost 26, and Green Bay just barely over 34. So relatively. Look, look at this drive. Interception, missed field goal. Interception, missed field goal. Fumble, interception. In a row. That was our offense. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was not good. Can't oh, even man. get the punter off the onto the field. <laughs> I gotta go, points. y'all. <laughs> Don't leave us flip. Don't leave us flip. Oh, oh man! But flip. I mean, this is the year. Like, you keep saying that, like, you know, it's going to be like this where we don't expect it. Like, they can still get hot. We've seen it. They got to figure out how to scheme Justin Jefferson open if he's going to get bodied by press coverage. But, like, that was probably my most surprising takeaway of the game is how unprepared we seem to be for the fact that the Packers uh, secondary was going to get physical with us today. And how we didn't seem to have any adjustments to the fact that they were going to look like if we lined Jefferson up and didn't put him in motion, they were going to put hands on him. And we just didn't seem to have we just weren't prepared for it at all. And like they got it. You can see that they got in in Justin Jefferson's head. But there were actually times they had matchups they wanted. They had uh, on, I think, the second interception, they had Jefferson, I think, one on one on Quay Walker. And Jefferson fell down on uh, because of the bad surface. Um, and then that was, I think, one of the worst Cousins moments that I don't think will be discussed because of all the picks. But they had Justin Jefferson uh, one-on-one on Preston Smith in the slot. And Cousins looked that way and got off that read and then got sacked and fumbled and lost the fumble. Like, how? why is he getting off this uh, off this read. There is absolutely no reason. Like, if I'm at the line of scrimmage and I'm seeing this matchup, there's no way I'm looking any other way. How can, how doesn't the ball immediately get out there and Jefferson, when he got on the route and broke out and then saw that the ball wasn't going his way, <laughs> he was as shocked as we were. And, like, this is this is just stuff that's just inexcusable. Yeah, I, I think you're. I agree, Jonas. I think you're always going to have those misses on the quarterback. I think for me, it's the coaching and not just being able to say, "Let's get this guy a play." I don't care whether it's a, a jet sweep handoff or a wide receiver screen, or you know, just get the ball in Justin Jefferson's hands. Let him touch the ball. And get some energy around that. I, and I and I'm disappointed they didn't do that. They didn't scheme any easy touch or easy catch for Justin Jefferson throughout the entire game, really. Yep. Yeah. Jacob, we just talked oh. about it. They did not give up 400 yards today. So, so to answer your question, Jason, I do. I you know. Like you said earlier, we're playing with house money. I'm very happy with this season. It's been an exciting, entertaining season. It's been great talking with all y'all and all the fans in the comments. Um, And so I'm happy to the point where, like I said, I don't care about the two seed versus three seed. 
we're going to have to do something ridiculous to get to the Super Bowl. That was always true. What I'm looking at right now is, yeah, do we have something to build upon for 2024? Or is just 2023 going to be a fluke year? This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hidden. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. We'll get into that during the offseason, but those are the comment, the things that we need to discuss. What do we do with these, these older free agents? What do we do with Kirk Cousins? What can we look for in those injured rookies that are coming back next year? Because whether we win the Super Bowl or go out in the first round, I want to see us improve for 2024. And I I think we can do that. The bar has been set high. So Kevin O'Connell and Quasey are going to have to get busy. But one game is not going to switch me off the fact that I'm generally happy with the season. And, And yeah, I would love to watch a surprising Vikings playoff run because it will be surprising when they make that run. All they got to do is win four in a row. What karma are we talking about getting a Jair? Like the man talk, the man talk shit. He backed it up on the field. Like we talk shit. (laughs) Our guys like it's sports. Like shit talking is part of the game. Like come on, y'all. Let's not be that fucking fragile. They were literally they were fighting, talking some shit. They're grown men playing a game and they talk some shit. And he came out in front this week. Like we just got to take that and move on. Like karma's gonna get him. Come on. Like come on. <laughs> also, he he is the guy who actually broke the uh, the gritty curse because every time anybody has marked the scholarship or the gritty, it always has backfired until today. I okay, yeah, they sure did that early. Quantitative. I'm not sure we have quantitative <clears throat> figures to back that up, but somebody does. Sure. Somebody does. Somebody every <laughs> analytics. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, sure the last sure time the gritty is I, I think the last time the gritty was mocked wasn't it by Butner after he sacked Cousins in uh, the, when it was the gritty. Like the gritty is mocked every time T.J. Hawkinson tries to do the gritty. It's mocked <laughs> every, anytime T.J. Hawkinson or Kirk Cousins is doing the gritty. They're mocking it, and it hasn't backfired on them. <laughs> also, also one thing. Uh, I've just seen that the late garbage time runs uh, the Vikings did uh, actually uh, robbed Kirk Cousins of being the leading rusher of the team today because Alexander Madison ended up with one yard more than Kirk Cousins had. 
It was 38 Kirk, to 37. Kirk's average was better. Kirk's average was better, though. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. It's... Anyways, I hope you don't have to... Wait, we think the NFL this. fixed it? Hold up, hold up, hold up. Can we unpack this, Doug? How did the NFL rig this game? Like, can, can, like of all the games, how did they rig how this did, one? Some, like, I just, how did I need they details. rig the game? How did they rig the game where Randy Moss squirted the ref with a water bottle? Like, it. I feel like we deserved whatever the ref called. I don't. I don't think the ref went out of his way. You think he was like, okay, what's going to happen if I'm gonna wait till Randy Moss squirts me the ref with the water bottle? And then I'm going to call a 15-yard penalty that makes the Vikings. <laughs> I mean, they don't care enough about us to need to rig anything for or against us. Who is, like, it, who is it rigged for this year? Is it rigged for for the Bills? The Bills well, are one of the not biggest the Bills. They're 0-4 in the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> is it rigged for the Eagles? The Eagles literally have won one Super Bowl. After decades of heartbreak, you let me know who the NFL is rigged for, Doug. And you, I, I suggest you place a strong bet on that as well in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew O'Brien, bro, South hold on. Can I can I can I respond to to Freddie since he's he's asking me a question? Of course, <laughs> yeah. JJ can run circles around anyone, but in this week they were having a back and forth, and in this week Jair won. The next time it might be Justin Jefferson, but like. It's not like karmic retribution. It's dudes playing a game. This week, our guy got stomped. Next week, it might be somebody else. It's just guys playing a game. Like, it's karma is not involved. It's just matchups and execution. And this week, it wasn't for us. Next time, it could be. But this week, it wasn't. Karma plays no role in this. We just didn't play well enough. And we don't need to, we don't need to open up the entire debate of, oh, J.J.'s not an elite receiver anymore, or, you know, or J.J. can't handle one-on-one coverage. It was just one game. Maybe it's as simple as he had the wrong cleats on. No, it wasn't one-on-one coverage because they rotated the safety over. Every time. He had help every time. Last week, J.J. defeated that bracket coverage a couple times. It was amazing. This week didn't happen so much. I, I feel like I've said what the Vikings could have done, what the other 10 players on the field could have done to help J.J. out, what the coach could have done to help J.J. out. But, yeah, he's he's going to feast. The offense just needs to get healthy on the offensive line. And we're, we're going to roll with it. Yeah. And we also just, like, yeah, I think to, to the point that, that has been raised earlier, like, it can't just be, like, JJ's just going to get open every time on his own. Every now and again, we need to give him some easy ones to get him into the flow of the game. You know, like, and that just seemed to be a problem. Tony Romo even called it out on the broadcast. Is like, if you have a player that's that dynamic, you can't wait till like the third quarter to like get them going because like JJ is one of the guys you can tell the team feeds off him. They feed off his energy. Uh, and you need to get him involved in the game script some way, somehow. It's almost like we got a little bit too cute trying to do like the right thing, the smart thing. Okay, they're going to double team JJ. We're going to try to get everyone else involved. But like, you know, Adam Thielen ain't scaring anybody at this point. TJ Hawkinson is very, very good. But like by himself, you know, between the 20s, he's not blowing the game open in a way that teams are like terrified about. 
you got to get that guy going so that he can get the rest of the team going. Um, and I hope that that's one of the lessons that we figure out. It can't just be wait till crunch time and expect JJ to do something amazing. Like let's figure out ways like, like we joked all off season, like Justin Jefferson in the Cooper cup role. Like, yes, yes. Do that. Scheme him all the targets, all the easy looks early, get him going, get that confidence going, let him get the whole team hyped up. And then yes, Freddie, next time he can be the one doing the gritty all over Jair and it'll be funny. But I don't know if I'll call that karmic retribution. It's all just some dudes playing football, and it's all, at the end of the day, not that serious. John asked if we're happy the Niners won. It makes us more likely to play the Giants in the beginning. It doesn't matter. We can control our own destiny. Like I said before, would I like the two seed? Yes. But I would prefer, if I have to choose between a healthy roster and the two seed, I'm going to choose getting some of our healthy starters back. So we'll see where Garrett Bradbury is with that back injury. We'll see about Brian O'Neill. And then we'll see, you know, Brian Asomoa has been coming on. And, you know, we didn't see much Cam Dantzler today, which whether you think he's better than Duke, I, I I don't think we saw him at all. I am surprised by that, whether it's, He was in the game at the end. He he had two tackles. So so good to get good to get him some reps, but we're going to need all of the horses we can possibly get back. So that's what we're focused on. And if if there was a bunch of narrative that we lose in the first round because we looked rusty, well, we've looked rusty in the first half for a good two and a half months. So. Freddie, it's all love, my man. All love. Thank you for watching. <laughs> all good, you've been Freddie. you've been riding with us for a long time. Freddie, you know, it's not oh, Freddie. You know, Freddie's here. Yeah, we got to talk Freddy's a little, but you know, you know, we got to talk a little shit here too sometimes, you know, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> all fun. It's just a game. <laughs> Anyways. But like, go ahead. Quentin, <laughs> no, we can't say goodbye in the first round. That's not like who in the no, NFC really. To the first round bye. Is first that round bye. He's oh, saying yeah, he the won't first get round the round bye. Yes. Yeah. That's gone. That's gone. <laughs> That's gone. Yeah, you gotta win yeah, the NFC to get that. Even more, that's even more reason to make next week our bye week and rest everybody. Yeah. Haven't had a bye week since week seven. Yeah, you got a point. I just hope those injuries, especially to O'Neill and Bradbury, aren't serious. Next can be tr- or backs can be tricky things, just like next. And when you hear calf injury, oh, got that reeks of high ankle. And that means weeks. Um, and here's another thing is you got to remember now that the Eagles are going to be resting their starters. The Giants are going to be resting their starters. The Buccaneers are going to be resting their starters. Uh, so it really is only the 49ers and the Vikings. I mean, that seven seed is still up for grab, but the 49ers and the Vikings, it really is what those two teams do in week 18. Because every other team is going to go into the NFC playoffs rested. And the 49ers are playing uh, the tanking Cardinals. So they're not basically going to lose resting. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tyler said Austin Schlotman confirmed broken ankle. So he's done. Rest. Uh, oh, no. The offensive line thank, doesn't thank need you, to rest. Tyler. All them fools got to play. Nah. What? No, what? No. We don't have enough no. of them. 
I mean, the ba- the backups. Oh, like, you're saying we don't have enough backups who, to pull Remember, remember, who's only Udo's backup? <laughs> remember all y'all who wanted wanted this Chris Reed dude to start over Ed Ingram. Dude, dude is the, was the most unprepared center I've ever seen. I've ever seen in an NFL football game. I've never seen a center, and I, I. The first couple plays, I was like, that's really hard on third and goal to come in and have that be your first play. But the dude in Lambeau Field, Chris Reed hates Lambeau Field as much as I do. He probably hopes he never has to go there again. I will never go to Lambeau Field because why Wisconsin? It was a rough look. The offensive line needs a break too, bro. (laughs) Verdarian Lowe. <laughs> yes, Tyler got it right. Had, that got it right. This was this He'll was the first game week. all year that I I saw a number in purple that I had not recognized before. I did not know who number fifty was, and I did not know who number twenty five was. So I'm a <laughs> I got it. I got to brush up on my homework because I was like, who is that? Who um, is TJ Smith? Yeah. Tyler, oh, he did practice at center during the preseason. Remember, he's part of that competition. Briefly. Anyways, we've and rambled I- on enough. It's time to enjoy everybody's evening. I have a pork butt in the, my Instapot. Going to have some pulled Love pork, it. barbecue pulled <laughs> pork sandwiches tonight. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that with a little bourbon. I haven't drank anything at all yet today. So I am looking forward to that. Jonas, what have you got going on in Germany? Um, yeah, I'm going to uh, to sleep soon. It's 2 a.m. and my, uh, my alarm is going off at 5.30. So uh, not much time left. But, you know, for a game like this, it's worth it. Okay. <laughs> Have you got any podcast coming up in your group over there? Uh, probably a preview podcast to uh, the Bears game. I don't think I'll be on the review uh, because uh, the beginnings of the weeks are normally pretty packed for me on other stuff so i don't have much time for uh, for that at the first half of the week but probably on the preview podcast for the bears game when we hopefully discuss all the backups who are going to play <laughs> yeah yeah so the so the eagle the eagles cannot rest their starters i take that back Oh yeah, the Niners still have a shot for the number one seed. Therefore, they they no, will. Well, the, Dallas the, has the, a Cow- chance. the Cowboys do. The Cowboys. Yeah, I think the Niners also have a shot. Still, I actually think they still have a shot at this. You'd have to look at tiebreakers if they ended yeah. up with the same record. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look oh, this word. up. Jason, David. what right. have you got going on this week? I'm just planning stuff for the gym in the new year. You know, all that, all that good stuff. Trying to get our our, our, our shit together before we reopen on Tuesday. Um, and kicking it with the fam. That's pretty much it. They got another girls got another week before they go back to school. So yeah, just hanging out around the house, hanging out with them, 
movies, all the fun stuff. And then, uh, yeah, week after, we'll get back to it. Outstanding. Flip, I'll bet Vikings hot takes on Thursday is going to (laughs) rock. Is it for a preview against the Bears where we're not playing any of our starters? Well, it should be. I, You and Eric both have wonderful questions every week that everybody loves to answer themselves and talk about. So <laughs> it's always a great thing. We will, we will try to throw something together. And uh, we still got plenty more roller coasters, so skull, skull, baby. Yep. And tomorrow. Uh, what? One thing. Uh, just looked it up. Uh, the Niners can still get the number one seed. They have a 10-2 NFC record. The Eagles, if they lose, have an 8-4 NFC record. And therefore, if the Niners win, the Eagles lose. And I think, uh, yeah, if the Eagles lose and the Niners win, the Niners have the number one seed because the Cowboys also have at best a 13-4 and record and a 9 and uh, okay. Uh, a so they can win. Three Cowboys can win the division. Three. It's too much. It's too Niners much. Niners can win. I can't follow. I can't follow. The the Cowboys also can get the number one seed, but only if if the Niners lose to the Cardinals, which I guess is pretty unlikely. All right. Interesting word. Well, say the words. <clears throat> tomorrow night we have. Tyler Fornes on The Real Forno Show. He will be hot at it. He wanted to come on today at the last minute. I said, no, we'll save it for Monday. So join us tomorrow night at 6 p.m. live. Tyler will be on with The Real Forno Show, and he will be fired up and hot on the topic. What do we say, guys? We say it's Our cousin's experience. <laughs> I mean, goal. <laughs> Skull, everybody. Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell, and rate us on your favorite aggregator. And a special shout out goes to our partners, the Daily Norseman, where the best Vikings content can be found, and to Lake Monster Brewing, home of the best beer in Minnesota. This has been a Climbing the Pocket and SB Nation's Daily Norseman broadcast. Skull, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>